Everybody and welcome to another episode of Stand by Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, here for another week. Joined as always by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Doing very well. Uh, we were just playing basketball together, and I have not had the chance to shower. And I'm very sorry to the listeners <laughs> <laughs> and the guests. Can you? Sp- Let's go ahead and introduce him. Uh, we got the hilarious Jared Logan here today. I wish we hadn't so turned exciting. on the smell option <laughs> in Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, some technologies, it's like, why did they even invent that? Like, who would want that, I guess? But maybe if you're trying to show a dear friend a candle that you want them to enjoy as well. Right. But it, it's not smart to use it for this. Um, we are, uh, we're, we're psyched to have you, Jared. Uh, hey, my- thanks for having me. Uh, it's really nice. My brother's best buddy, Brad Roberts, shout out to him. Just would like hit you up out of the blue, and it's it, it it sounded like his tweet sounded like I put him up to it. Like Tom Takar, have you ever thought about having comedian Jared Logan on and having him talk about his fandom of uh, Imagine Dragons? But uh, we're doing it. So Brad, this episode is only for you. You're welcome, I, buddy. What, what you don't realize is that every single episode we do of this show is uh, Brad has tweeted at us, "Hey, why, don't, <laughs> why doesn't this person do that?" And that's how we book the show. It's mm-hmm. it's really easy, and honestly, Great. it's truly uh, out of the grace of Brad's heart because we don't pay him a dime, and he just does it. And uh, I have been getting his bills in the mail, and I, I refuse to pay them. We didn't agree on any set price for this booking thing, but it's working, because now we're doing it. Well, Brad's an awesome dude and a big fan, and uh, I know, like, um, one thing I love is I have, like, this streaming show now where we play role-playing games, and I'll have people on the Discord who will, like, literally, like, just write posts on the Discord who are like, why don't you guys in the next chapter have this character do this specific thing and then follow <laughs> this plot line that I've written for you? And you're like, What? <laughs> No, we're not yeah. going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what's different about our show. We just do whatever the audience makes us do. We, yeah. we don't that's even like says, show. Yeah. <laughs> We don't even want to do this podcast. Two people just were like, "Hey, we'll do the podcast," and now yeah. we have to every week. So, yeah, we're really, uh, you know, at the mercy of our listeners, and we're just waiting for the, them to hand us uh, their sock that so that we can be um, freed, like Dobby. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, the house elf. Um, well, your contract's up soon, so... Uh. <laughs> uh, no, but we're very excited. Uh, and by the way, we did just play basketball. I might Throughout the show, I might uh, just uh, wince it with pain and uh, <laughs> my, my feet are actively freezing up every uh, 30 seconds. What are you uh, doing? It's it's still pandemic. You don't have to exercise at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I thought that was true, and then I saw... Uh, some pictures of myself from this last weekend that say otherwise. Uh, We're going to have a vaccine for four years, and someone's going to ask me to play basketball. I'm going to go, uh, I'm playing it safe for COVID. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to stay in. Uh, <laughs> it is yesterday I went. I had been dodging any kind of exercise for a while, and I went on a run with a mask on, and it's just like, it really beats you up, and you're like, we're not supposed to be doing this. Let's oh, just give yeah. it up. But I hope that cool during the quarantine, they have become a mask on dragons. Um, it's something that I hope they've been doing. Is that um, right? You're hoping that Imagine Dragons, the band I'm about to defend, has become a mask on dragons? That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> that they're keeping it safe. Because <laughs> people out here are radioactive with this disease. <laughs> and I'm a believer in it. I'm not one of these tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. You're a denier. <laughs> I wish I didn't have the song list pulled up to do this too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they can't become a mask on dragons because do you know where the name Imagine Dragons comes from? I don't. Where is and it? And as a long term fan, I learned this from the Wikipedia yesterday. Uh, <laughs> uh, so apparently, it is a anagram of this. Is this made me laugh my ass off? It's an anagram of a phrase that all the band members agreed has a deep personal meaning to them. And the lead singer explained that as a performer, you're putting so much of yourself out there. It was kind of cool to have one thing that they kept as a secret for themselves. (laughs) Wow. That's what he said. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, um, a lot of people online have tried to figure out what the anagram is, and they have ideas like adorning images. (laughs) 
Yeah. That means a, a lot to me. Meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> a, a roaming design. Uh, Radio Man Egg Sin. <laughs> Ragged Insomnia. That could be it, right? Mm, Maybe they ooh, put it could in be long hours. It could be Margarine Dog. Um, margarine dog. I, yeah, I, I just guessed based on. The, I looked at a few of the letters and went. What if we can look back to the day they formed and there was just like uh, uh, Doberman in the corner just eating a big stick of just going to town. Yeah, just margarine eating, dog. Just just slurping out of a uh, a tub of country crock. Like, That's it. I can't believe it's not even butter. <laughs> they were so bad. I my guy. I added some of my own guesses. Damn, Gigi rages on. Gigi <laughs> Allen, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Only I spelled it G I G I. Oh, Gigi Hadid? Is that G-I-G-I. someone? I just, yeah, and then uh, gardening loams. <laughs> loams? Loams are types of soil that contain clay. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes the you, most sense. Can't believe you didn't know that. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been made the fool, and I certainly will be editing around this to make you look stupid instead of me. Yes. Um. Yes. Uh, every time I start to talk, it just like goes quiet for a second. Um, so yeah, so uh, so that's why they can't be a. Well, I guess they could be a masking dragons. I hope they are. I hope they change it to. Electoral frauding dragons, and they, yeah, they, they solve this problem of the fake votes. <laughs> oh, wait, you're on that side. <laughs> yeah, enough of this fake voting. All these Democrats want to do is get in office so they can create a comprehensive plan to deal with COVID 19. <laughs> they want to cure our country. Pieces of <sighs> shit. <laughs> I love. I think I've talked about it on the show, but it is so funny that that he, Trump got away with saying, "You see how it is right now. This is what Biden's America is." And it's like <laughs> you're the president, man. It's now. It's happening. Uh, it's insane. I mean, on any given day, you are in backwards world. It's very. Uh, it's it's uh, so disorienting. Yeah, I don't know yeah. whether I'm nervous or calm or afraid or confident right now. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. Saturday was the first time I felt confident. Did you do anything on Saturday? You know, so I'm a kind of like a um, uh, what would you say, pessimist, right? So mm-hmm. I always think that the 29th shoe is about to drop. But then, but all of my friends wanted to um, wave flags and drive our children in a wagon down the street. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I think people should celebrate because they worked hard to change what was happening in this election. So I, I just, I don't want people to think I don't think it was worth celebrating. But I personally am like too like like <laughs> to yeah. just start like setting off fireworks. So you know, but I mean, the kids do need to get out on a wagon occasionally. So yeah. I, I pulled the kids on a wagon. It was cute, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that the the waving flag thing reminds me of something I wanted to talk about with uh, Imagine Dragons. That I I didn't know really anything about them. I'd heard the songs on the radio, obviously. I didn't know that they were Mormons. Uh, right. At least, uh, yeah, at least uh, the singer Dan Rounds and I think one other guy. And I didn't realize that he is like a Mormon um, who kind of goes against the church to really support uh, LGBTQ uh, to the point where he has this foundation called Love Loud. And he, he's raised like a million dollars for um, you know gay charities, and he like raves he waves a rainbow flag on stage, even though that like a lot of the fans are like you know it's like a, they're like think of thought it was like a college football band, so a lot of the fans are like actively pissed about it. But he kind of goes against <laughs> his upbringing. But I don't know. I just think that's cool, and I didn't yeah, know so that they were. In I like football, so I don't <laughs> want people I don't know to marry each other <laughs> it's gonna ma- how can we have touchdowns <laughs> i just want to watch the pigskin fly and know in my heart that two gays cannot love each other legally <laughs> like that's like an attitude from like pre-2009 <laughs> like, yes even trump is like i don't care like, <laughs> yeah so insane. Uh, I mean, I understand why the Church of Latter Day Saints feels that way because they, you know, they also think angels came to uh, pre-Columbian cultures <laughs> in North America and gave them golden books and things like that. So uh, I understand why they think that. But um. what I thought was really interesting is that the Mormon Church. So they they don't say that you can't have 
like homosexual urges. They like admit that that isn't your choice, but you just can't act on them in the Mormon. That's like the Mormon viewpoint, which I think is very bizarre to like yeah. acknowledge that it's not a they're like they're not saying that having the urges. Is, I don't know. I just think it's a weird tip to where I think of like evangelical as being like even the thought of it would be a sin. I guess, but. I love I love that observation, and I'm excited that we're going to get deep into uh, religious doctrinal. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Well, I, it, it is interesting to say it's okay to have the urge, but it's not okay to act on it. I mean, I think a lot of Christian uh, faiths sort of have that attitude, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a lot about suppression of urges, isn't it? Because I mean, like if you think about it, you want that last slice of chocolate cake, but you shouldn't have it, right? Mm. Well, I'm yeah. that little boy from Matilda, so I ate the whole cake in front of the school. <laughs> I mean, he was forced to do it, and then he did do it, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I just watched that movie. What a great scene. Wait, what scene? What are we talking in about? Matilda, Matilda, when he eats the whole chocolate cake. It's his punishment. Little boy. In and by the way, movie? Matilda. <laughs> you guys are pulling Matilda out on me? <laughs> I just watched it like two weeks ago. It's quite um, a film. I love, I, love, I love Matilda. I can't remember... It's been a, it's been a long time. I don't remember uh, the boy eating the chocolate cake. So but. I got to tell you, and I'm no Trunchbull defender. Yeah, but what <laughs> yeah, is that sure. kid poking around eating strangers' cakes for? You can't be eating random cake. Mm. You got to have discipline. You got to have discipline. Sometimes you need a Trunchbull. And that boy learned that day. Yeah, you know he did. Um, anyway, my point is, homosexuality <laughs> is the same as wanting a little bit of chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, and the, all of us want it, and some of us uh, withhold. I'm um, not even sure if I was being problematic there. I uh, <laughs> I might have been been being wildly progressive. I don't know. I'm I'm unclear. Uh, I just found some uh, imagined dragon. I found a, a list that is uh, five uncommon f- facts about an imagined dragons you probably didn't know. And oh, it is you as in, uh, it says Jared. Um, wow, you, okay. Jared, didn't know. It, re- it really feels like they're slapping you. You already said one of them. Well, the band so, hates me, the I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> and I, and right? I know that they control all of the secret facts that get put out online. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you already got one of them, which is that their actual name is an anagram. But did you know this? They have their very own mobile game on iOS. <laughs> have you played it? I, dude, I'm a super fan. Of course, I've played it. Of course, I've played Imagine Dragons mobile game. It's called Stage Rush. Stage Rush. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even tell you. Rush. Whenever, whenever I see a kid on the train looking at their phone, I know they're playing Stage Rush. <laughs> like, oh, look at them! Another Stage Rusher. Yeah. All these Stage Rushers. <laughs> I have to tell uh, my daughter, "Hey, put down your f- quit Stage Rushing and take out the garbage." Um, she's 19 months old, so she doesn't know what I'm saying. <laughs> All she knows is stage rush. It's yeah. the only thing that speaks to her. And <laughs> I want her to be good by the time she's three, you know? <laughs> it's like a Tiger Woods thing. You got to yeah. start him young. Yeah. Uh, Dan apparently wrote It's Time in his kitchen while he was suffering from depression. Dan has opened a billboard, uh, opened up to billboard about his struggle with anxiety and depression while he was willing to overcome such mental illness. Dan went across writing a song to express his confined and blazing feelings. So, Did you so, know that about that, that song? I mean, everybody says that about their stupid music, right? It's like, <laughs> I was so depressed. And it's like, of course you were. You're a musician. You didn't take a career path that leads to immediate money. And you know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> you probably had to sacrifice a lot, including like friendships, mm-hmm. so that you could become Imagine Dragons. Was it worth it, Dan? Uh, <laughs> only Jesus and the angel Moroni will know. But... <laughs> I would like to point out that he had to talk to Billboard because, uh, you know, Pitchfork's not calling. Yeah. And uh, I really love <laughs> bands like this who are kind of what I would call Grammys bands, which means mm-hmm. like they win Grammys, but nobody cool likes them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like really um, stupid to bag on bands like this. Although I guess I've I've spent a lot of time bagging on like Taylor Swift and stuff like that because I really kind of hate that kind of music. But I love this kind of music where it's like 
you need music like this to play at football games and uh, mm-hmm. when you're walking around a Target, you know? Like, Absolutely. I mean, and I like the feeling of walking around a Target. It smells good <laughs> and there's all kinds of pretty things to buy. And That's so- truly what I miss the most about pre-COVID. And also, that's harder to do in New York. But when I was in L.A. for a bit, it's like... There's almost nothing better, uh, or going back home, than just walking around a Target. They nail the lighting. It's I'll great. go ahead and say it. The uh, that's the worst thing about this pandemic is that we can't walk around a Target. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing worse. It's There's like, nothing I, worse in this. How entire... many people have died? It was what? like two hundred seventy thousand people have oh, died. Oh yeah. Well, what about those? What about okay. those who have had? No, I'm saying. What about those who are left to live in this I type know. of world? Maybe it's, they're the lucky ones. Uh-huh. Who knows? Yep. Uh, you heard it here. Uh, <laughs> the dead are the lucky ones. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to live in a world where there is a target that they can't wander around mm-hmm. without a mask on. Can I tell you something? We here in L.A., we, my wife goes, they built a target. I go, what? And then we That's found wild. out that like on Sunset, they just built a new target in the middle of the <laughs> pandemic. We're like, the fuck are they doing? I was How driving. How do they do that? <laughs> I was driving uh, back. I was driving to Indiana, and I saw that a, a grand opening of a Denny's. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah. Now is the time. Now is when you're gonna live the dream of opening that Denny's up. Welcome, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that shows you maybe. I don't want to get too trenchantly political. That some of these companies maybe have too much money. That they're just kind of like, ah, we'll make it back in 2026. Like, you know. Yeah, they're like, now is the time to claim that building, that that sweet Denny's real estate. Yeah, well, that Target had been what they called the Target Husk for many years. It was across the street from the UCB Sunset, which is now gone. Uh, yes. They're not going to have things there anymore, I don't think. Yes. So, like, uh, it was just this big husk people complained about, and there were Facebook pages to get it destroyed or demolished and now it's no target one and i can't wait to walk around it and listen to imagine dragons that's the dream that's what we're doing this for is for more targets to to come along and in joe biden's america every fucking business is going to be a target yeah (laughs) in joe biden's america antifa is going to firebomb that target Oh man. I wonder what he's been saying to Antifa now that uh now that he's uh you know, it seems like he's won. He probably you know Well did you see he listed his cabinet? It just says every position just says Antifa. <laughs> Defense, Antifa. <laughs> what I, I love about um our, our president is that like you know, he just parrots whatever Fox News is saying. So for a couple weeks, Antifa is the biggest problem in the country, you know. And then uh, when Fox News moves on to something else, because they're a 24-hour news channel, he moves on too. But he keeps all the old hits in his brain. So then, like, <laughs> during a lot of speeches, he'll just start listing things, like, in the wall and Antifa. Like, he'll just, like – and by yeah. the way, I remember that stuff too. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I try to join Antifa and I can't figure out where you sign up. <laughs> That's the hardest thing is their website. Yeah, it's, it's like so confusing. Th- it's like obviously they're very organized with what they do. Uh, yeah, and they're a large group, of course, of uh, right. roving mobs. But uh, their website- I didn't know it cost two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> and it's like that's a submission fee too. I know. It pisses me off. It's like you're not even guaranteed a slot. You still have to pass the physical uh condition test, which I think is bullshit. I sent them a video of me tossing a Molotov cocktail <laughs> into a uh Hardee's. And um they said it was it was too the lighting wasn't good, so I have to send them another one. <laughs> Maybe uh, next year. I, I don't even think they watched my video, which is what pisses me off. They took my money. They didn't even watch the video. And You know course- who books Antifa? Eddie Brill. <laughs> <laughs> Former Letterman booker, Eddie Brill. <laughs> uh, we have uh, to get to uh, some songs, but also... We have a segment that we should get to called They Went to Jared. But before we do that, I think we should take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Stand By Your Band. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat. 
mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. All right, we are back with more Stand By Your Band. Jared Logan's here. We're talking Imagine Dragons. We're talking yeah. Antifa. We're getting into it. <laughs> uh, we have a regular segment on this show uh, where we hear from friend and foe of the podcast, our resident snob, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, oh. Indiana. And he gives his thoughts on the band that is afoot, and I already have a bad <laughs> feeling. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to hear Jared Thompson's opinion of Imagine Dragons. That's great. I love this. I'm uh, I'm very interested in what he's going to have to say. So uh, let's get to it. Here is uh, is Jared Thompson on Imagine Dragons. Oh wait, where did that text go? There it is. Okay, I got to turn this up here. Okay. What's up, y'all? This week's they went to Jared. The boys are going to have Jared Logan on defending Imagine Dragons. Let me just first say that I think Jared Logan is a really, really great comic. Super great guy off stage. Um, so far, so I, good. I really, really <laughs> like him as a as a comic and as a person. So that makes this that much harder to do. Because what doesn't make any sense to me is that like when like typically speaking when someone likes a bad artist and that's that goes for me as well it's based on childhood stuff and they liked it (laughs) when they were in their formative years and then you still listen to it because you you, you've gotten older but you have this memory well this is like they're new-ish like as an adult as a full-blown person like Jared Logan has chosen to listen to something that is the corniest and just I can't even describe how basic that this is. And so what's what's really hard for me to believe is that like Jared Logan is a comedian that people like Tom and Tommy and I who are have like a discernive eye to comedy would seek out because he he isn't like a regular milk toast comedian. So that's what makes this that much harder is that like when we're kids and we're listening to like the red hot chili peppers or whatever, we also probably like bad comedy, but as we've gotten older and we're introduced to better bands, we also change our tune with comedy. Like no, like very few people who listen to imagine dragons are going to be like, I love Maria Bamford. Like it's like those people are, People that like this band are going to have terrible taste in comedy, too. So this is so confusing to me. So I'm actually really interested. Jared is a super intelligent dude. So I'm going to be really interested to hear the story here because it's not going to be the same basic. This is what I listened to as a kid type stuff. So anyway. All right. I love you guys. Thanks. There you go, Jared. I loved that. That's what I, I mean. Great argument. And uh, and also, you know, I don't have to tell anybody that Jared's club is the best in the country, and that's because of him. Okay, so he is, but he is kind of right about something, though, because Imagine Dragons came, like, really came into everybody's mind in 2012, mm-hmm. and while that was not my childhood, I was 32, <laughs> <laughs> it was an extremely formative year for me, because... Mm-hmm. I had been working day jobs, you know, um, my whole life as a comic until the year 2012. And in the year 2012, I started to actually really make money as a comic and not have to have these day jobs anymore. And I think I got my half hour on Comedy Central that year. And I worked for Comedy Central. I went around during the la- uh, the presidential election that was really fun, where Obama <laughs> beat Mitt Romney. That was just good times on Twitter with wordplay and giggles. And... Uh, you know, I and so all of the Imagine Dragons, like, and uh, you know, uh, their whole thing of like, you gotta try hard, nothing's <laughs> gonna stop you. You are doing great, yeah, believer, believer, like all of that shit, like really, like was resonating with me, and um, uh, and and it and 
you know, uh, that's I was like on a treadmill, like getting ready to go on stage, and I was playing that stuff, and so it got in real deep. Uh, it worked on me. I'm willing to admit <laughs> that. That makes so much. I'm glad to hear that because that actually makes it make way more sense. Because when you're in a hype up mode, music that is good, quote unquote, is oftentimes a fucking bummer. Like uh, most Absolutely. great music is. It just brings me down. Like I, I was, I've been listening to uh, what's her uh, was it Lucy Dacus that I was talking yeah. about? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, this and Phoebe Bridgers and stuff that Tommy got me into, and it just I like listen to it to run, and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, oh, yeah. I feel like shit. <laughs> I, and then I put on something like Kanye or like or what I, I used to listen to Lincoln Park a lot when I ran or Fallout Boy because it's all pump up. Well, not Lincoln Park, but Fallout Boy is just like pump up. Like we're doing yeah. it music and it's kind of similar, especially later Fallout Boy is similar where it's like they they played at football games. It's arena uh, rock. Yeah, it's arena rock. So it's like it is similar. Same with a lot of later Coldplay uh, where I, I that's that's the one that I have. That's I think on par with this where people will say they're the worst band uh, and a lot of people were saying that about Imagine Dragons, but I also got into Coldplay when I was a teen and Fallout Boy. So to find a band like that in the new age is very interesting. But that does make sense, where you're like you're getting pumped up to get on stage. Hell yeah, I could see that. I could see that you're getting pumped up about life in general, or about forcing yourself to work out, or that I, which is I was doing at the time, and like um, <laughs> you know, I'm exactly the same. So like, really, when I'm left to my own devices, I like like uh, blues because I lived in Memphis for a while, and I like mm. metal a lot. And metal is like, I've tried to listen to metal while I work out, and like, you'll be like running, and suddenly it'll go into this like talking mode where someone's like, I have been imprisoned in this <laughs> cell for a thousand years. A black fluid dribbles from my mouth. And you're like, I can't jog to this. So, uh, you know, black metal not good for exercise. Yes. Um, yes. That 100%, that 100% makes sense. I don't have a lot of background with this band either. I will say they're a band that when they, when I told Jared you were doing, when I told Jared Thompson you were doing uh, Imagine Dragons, he goes, I don't know who that is what? about Imagine Dragons. And that's I shocking. said, there's no way that's possible yeah. because they're a band that you just hear them. Ubiquitous. Yes. Yes. So much so that uh, the only story I have about them is one time I was at the Nashville airport. And there's this little like barbecue, uh, or no, it's like a hot chicken place, I think, within the within the airport. Maybe it is a barbecue bar, but uh, they have a live. It's Nashville, so their whole thing at their airport is live music is happening. And so in the restaurant I was at, there was this person doing acoustic covers, and they played Radioactive, and <laughs> all these like people in cowboy hats, like legit, go. <laughs> They were like blown away by this performance, and they go to the guy after the guy who's performing. They go, "What song was that?" And I was like, "How the hell do you not know? What are you talking about?" It blew my mind. I'm sure I did do a great. Yeah, job, I but. guess they're only listening to the country station. Man, I mean, like the thing I think is cool is that it's not like Train, where Drops of Jupiter is ubiquitous. Yeah, it's like they have like five ubiquitous yes. songs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're Even the ones everywhere. I didn't know by name that were in your playlist, I was like, oh, I know this song very well. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Let's uh, let's go ahead and hear a song. Uh, Tommy, you didn't need this or uh, yeah, maybe this. Let's go because I said it already. Let's just go ahead and listen to Radioactive real fast, if that yes. makes sense. So uh, I'm gonna start it off here, and then I'll I'll skip it forward. Straight from inside. 
So two things real quick. Mm-hmm. First of all, I feel like someone was like, you guys need to write a banger. And they were like, a banger? And then they just made sure there was actual banging in the song. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we got to get instruments to bang. Um, the second thing I'll think, say is that this is a, this is a thing throughout uh, Imagine Dragons, which is that I would say that they are nerd goes commercial music. And what I mean by that is it, from the name of the band – to every track title, radioactive. That's something that's sort of, I don't, I was, not, it doesn't even dog whistle. It just whistles to the demographic I would call nerd dad, which is like the kid who forces his kid who doesn't like Star Wars to like it or else and um, <laughs> buys a lot of IPAs with like skeletons on them. And like, <laughs> you know, he's like a big, pot-bellied, bearded guy who works IT in Madison, Wisconsin. He's the nerd dad, and I i guess I do fall into that kind of basic demographic, so that's why I like him. But, like, some of these other songs, you know, uh, maybe not the ones that I've chosen, but Demons, for example, that's something nerds are going to be like, ooh, Demons, tell me more. Um, <laughs> and then they have a lot of songs uh, that sort of have – I'm going to actually bring them up see if I can find some more stuff that they have that, like, just kind of sounds like it's talking about nerd stuff. I mean, like, if you get the deluxe version of the Smoke and Mirrors album, there's, like, songs called Warriors, Thief, like, <laughs> the actual fucking D&D classes. So, I mean, I think that's sort of part of their appeal. Sure. That, that makes sense. That does make sense. I, it doesn't, oh, it's wow. not really a good defense of them, but I do think <laughs> that, that is something about them. Well, here's somebody who's not, uh, by most accounts, a nerd. Apparently, this song could be heard blasting out of basketball star LeBron James headphones in a Beats by Dre commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those commercials are always like, you're like, Rihanna listens to Toby Keith? (laughs) She doesn't. She doesn't. (laughs) Oh, Weird Al uh, took took a, you know, take on this song. Uh, by parroting it, and his version was inactive about the non-adventures of a husband, a housebound sloth who wakes up in Cheeto dust and has grown attached to the couch. Sounds like the president. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. The commander Cheeto. in Cheeto. <laughs> you think that Trump eats Cheetos? That's gotta, that would be uh, quite a sketch for SNL to write. You know, uh, all I want to say about Trump eating is that when I worked for the James Corden show, one time we covered a story about they heard Secret Service agents on a radio saying that that day for lunch he had had white rice and cherry pie. Oh, God. That is so, not, I mean, the cherry pie, I would imagine, but just white. I don't imagine him eating rice ever. That's shocking. A pile of rice and then <laughs> cherry pie. Ooh, what do I wash down this rice with? Oh, yeah. That is crazy. The man yeah. needs no protein. Um, what else did I find here? There was a, there's, I mean, this, this song is in so many things. It's insane. Um, but I found that he's... Describing the song, uh, the song explains like an awakening that he had, uh, kind of waking up one day and deciding to do something new and see life in a fresh way. A lot of people hear it in a dark way, but I think without saying the word too many times, it's empowering. And so we wanted to display that in a way that the listener wouldn't see normally. He said it's very masculine too. That's how he felt writing it. It is masculine. You know, this band doesn't have any girl energy, which is another thing that you could say that's kind of bad about it because i feel like um good bands have a mix of masculine and feminine energy to them Mm -hmm. um i'm not doing a very good job of defending it except (laughs) i am i am telling you why i like it because i told you i like metal and so um even though i'm not a macho man there these things sort of like they i don't know they scratch an itch for me a little bit you know what i mean i'm Mm -hmm. like fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. I can I give you uh, just as an olive branch. I feel like because I also, I this is not a band for me necessarily, and I will I'll try to stop saying that over and over again. But I liked I I had my own bands that scratched that itch, and one of them was Three Days Grace mm-hmm. because that like uh, I hate everything about you because it's just so dumbly masculine like, yeah it's and you kind of need that sometimes where you're just like 
<laughs> like, it's very silly. Yeah, you don't need nuance, subtlety, complex emotions. You just, mm-hmm. you know, music is, is so wild because, um, well, I don't know. It's like we have this attitude that, like, you know, if you when I'm going to read a book, sometimes I read a really dumb paperback that's just kind of an adventure or something like that. And sometimes I read like a very kind of complex, you know, you know, classic novel or or a nonfiction book that has a lot going on. You know, so but, but with music, people are like, don't listen to dumb music. Only listen to smart music. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why? You, you your diet of everything else is mixed. You don't, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think you're making. I think you're making very, uh, very good points here. Yeah. Let's... So, so you guys like them now? <laughs> <laughs> Save that for the ending. Okay. Okay. okay do okay, not okay. get your hopes up. Uh... <laughs> let's do. Let's do demons because I was brought up. Okay. Anyway. This is yeah. my favorite Imagine Dragons. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. All right. So I'll put it to a chorus here. So. Da, da, da. All right. <laughs> This this one really it reminds me of like it really feels like the end of a movie like the 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 team's already accomplished what they had to and they're like looking around smiling with like knowing glances like we did it they raise a beer up like we saved it fucking hell yeah dude <laughs> um it's it's another kind of you can headbang to it it's like um it's driving music i don't recommend mm. listening to it on the subway you got to be driving around so, baby so you're in your implying- own car you're implying, Jared, right now that there are different ways to listen to music, right? Like there's different like areas you'd listen to different <laughs> things, correct? I, I think so. I mean, I think that some music I, I, I only want to listen to while I'm driving, some while I'm working. Yeah, absolutely. How many, how many different types of ways of, to listen to music would you say there are? Uh, just this those two. Thing Tom just those two. <laughs> See, that's uh, good. Driving yeah. or working. <laughs> Yes, he's right. <laughs> well, uh, I, there's also like, you know, and I've rediscovered this recently uh, during the pandemic, which is you turn out all the lights in your room and you just listen to an album, Ooh. Uh, which I ha- probably haven't done in over 10 years. And I yeah. was like, oh, fuck, you know, and, and I think some of the Spotify and the ways we listen to music now make you less apt to do that you know mm-hmm. it feels like that was part of like you buy the album at sam goody you come home you put it in the machine mm-hmm. you know and uh and so you know t- kind of getting back into that was fun i would not do that with imagine dragon <laughs> what about want, that deluxe edition <laughs> I wanna, you, know, you mentioned a movie soundtrack they are soundtrack music for what you're doing you know mm-hmm. um so you know, you pop that in while you're driving around. It makes Aaron so fun. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, now it's like you're really accomplishing something. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! You're like, I took the mail to the post office. I am a good husband. I'm a good husband. Uh, absolutely. Hell yeah! All right, let's uh, let's keep trucking through this uh this guy so the next song we got here is tiptoe let me just Mm -hmm. see what my timestamp is here all right tiptoe same album Oh, 
<laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Adam Levine can dance to this one. <laughs> He's got moves like Jagger. Look, the reason I picked this one, uh, this is not kind of one of those five that I think everybody knows about, right? But yeah. the reason I picked it is I, there's a comparison I want to make, and I think this one kind of gets the closest, which is that people love and think Future Islands is so amazingly fantastic. And I really like that band, too. And I would say that Imagine Dragons is a lot closer to them than people give Imagine Dragons mm. credit for. It's this sort of synthy kind of like you go like believe in yourself kind of rock mm-hmm. and you know uh future islands they're a little more stripped down right they're mm-hmm. a little less eclectic they stick to their kind of sound a little more whereas imagine dragons is like you you like rap oh we'll put a little bit of that in oh you <laughs> like country yeah we'll put a little bit you know mm-hmm. uh and they have smarter lyrics future islands they have more the guy's a better writer if you care about lyrics but I do think that, like, Imagine Dragons needs to be given credit for being essentially the same synth, synth-spiration genre <laughs> as Future Islands. Synth-spiration. Like that's I what I've, that. I've coined it, I've trademarked it, and that's what it is. Well, you did <laughs> say it for the first time on this podcast, we do own it, and that's oh, unfortunate. No! But <laughs> well, next time I have an idea, I will never speak it at aloud. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hear I Bet My Life. Yep. Let's see. Remember when I broke you down to tears? I know I took the path that you would never want for me. I gave you hell through all. Who's in the boondock sink? You know, one of those bands where you're like, okay, get to the chorus. Yes. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, what I would say about this one. Uh, well, t- by the way, Tom and Tommy can tell you that I am jumping up and down for all of these songs. Yes. Even yes. though you, you can't see me. Head banging. There's a lot of <laughs> But I really, yeah. really enjoy them. I, I have to move when I hear them. So this one is, you know, I mean, like, it's the successor to Tub Thumping. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, you, you want that Dropkick Murphys kind of vibe, but you don't want to listen to the Dropkick Murphys. You, you, I mean, pu- I, I like bars. I like sports mm-hmm. bars. I don't like sports, but I like sports bars. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I I like that kind of drinking song energy. Yeah. You know? I had never thought of that song in that light before, but I see what you mean. Yeah, so we talked about the male energy of Imagine Dragons, and now we get to the really white energy of Imagine <laughs> Dragons. And, uh, you know, as embarrassed as I am, and I, and by the way, I apologize for it. I am a white man. So, uh, so there it is. So I, I kind of like shitty Irish stuff. I just right. do. I don't, I, I mean, like, I, I swear to God, if something's kind of Irish, I kind of am like, <laughs> that's, I like it. So, <laughs> How do you feel about that, Tommy? I like it, it too. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. I think it's fascinating that between The Killers and Imagine Dragons, two of inarguably the biggest rock acts of yeah. the last 20 years are both and, Mormons and from, from Vegas. from Vegas, yeah. It's wow. insane. Like, the, I don't know. Where, where are the Catholics from the suburbs of Chicago, huh? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, Vegas, talking about how they, they're kind of based out of Vegas, I mean, like, this is also sort of like the most Vegas- Yes. yes. And and all of the all of the songs also describe Vegas demons. I bet mm-hmm. my life. <laughs> yes. And oh, a you're bit right. We'll hear, it's all right there. Yeah, and a little bit we'll hear whatever it takes and believer. Like this is Las Vegas thinking. You're right. Totally. Yeah. In fact, let's hear whatever it takes right this very second. Uh, this song. Oh, yeah. Never be enough when the 
Imagine fucking to this song. <laughs> I'm going to just, you know what? As a prank on my wife, I'm just going to turn it on one night. <laughs> Straight to the chorus. Um, oh, uh, I great. like the Blues Traveler rap verses. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of hate sports, but I love I love this song. And it feels like, you know, it goes well with Gatorade, you know. I'm starting to think that you might like sports, Jared. It no, feels I don't, like man. you might like Hey, how Tom, how dare you? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, hate is a strong word, but I just no. don't know. I, I did don't know listen what to they this are. Stuff, drinking a Gatorade. You're there right. it is, baby. It, does, it is the perfect drink to listen to this stuff too. This and probably like Red Bull vodka. I feel like you're mm. gonna be having a nice day. Dude, I mean, like, you kind of like are like, is this a Gatorade commercial when you listen to whatever it thinks? It's just like the like the first time I ever heard I saw Pitbull, the artist Pitbull on yes. TV. I was like, this is a Sprite commercial. And then someone was like, no, no, that's Pitbull. And I was like, the spokesman for Sprite? And they were like, Sprite has not been mentioned. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Seeing him be like... I'm thirsty for Sprite. He's doing his job. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I'm serious. Every time I see Pitbull perform, I'm like, I could go for some Lyman. <laughs> oh, I love that. That hurt my stomach. Oh. All right. Let's hear Believer. And uh, then we have another segment. And then we are out of here. So here is a little bit of Believer. You notice that they have a trick that they depend on 100% of the time, which is this sort of chorus that's like, <gasps> yes, yes, boom, that little break, yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah radioactive totally as it too, yeah. But it I is, would, they do nail it though, it's satisfying every time, but it is 100% yeah. of what's happening, yeah. This is, I think, Believer is the white man's turn down for what? It's, uh, <laughs> Just, I would I would like uh, drive uh, through the neighborhood just just blasting it out of my speakers. Um, yeah, I mean, look what can, what else can I say about these guys? They, uh, I'm just always going to listen to them from now on. <laughs> we we have one more segment before we get to the final thoughts here, but uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with the final stretch of Stand by Your Band. All right, we're back with more Stand by Your Band. Final stretch here. We got a we got one last segment here where we uh, go to Facebook slash the Patreon, see what the people think about the, about this band, and we have a new portion of this where if you're on the Patreon, you get first dibs. Whatever you write in gets uh, gets read, and a lot of more people uh, did, took me up on that this time. So get on that Patreon, baby. It's three dollars a day a month, ten uh, percent off if you do the full year. It's the best deal in town. So let's get uh, some thoughts from uh, these Patreon people. The first one is uh, from Matthew Potter. He says uh, that they transitioned from indie band that struck it big to the generic band that makes songs for commercials, and I'm not really sure how it happened. Well, I know. It's so sad that Imagine Dragons lost its artistic integrity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dylan Pryor said kind of what we said earlier. uh, They seem to have written songs specifically to be used in sports montages. Yep. 
Uh, Nick Clerken writes, it's easy to forget now, but they came out swinging with some awesome pop rock singles. Then they got too much play, didn't follow up, and became a punching bag. Classic case of a band getting too big too fast. I can't believe that's a point of view because I feel like they were too big from the start. It's how they're designed. Yeah, Um, yeah. I did read about like what they're, you know, how they broke. And it was that they were like a big Vegas band. And when there was a Vegas festival, and I believe it was actually Train couldn't perform, they were asked to fill in for them. Uh, which to me doesn't feel like uh, a band that's really, you know, artistically <laughs> grinding it out. And then yeah. one day right. it finally breaks through. Like, you know, Vegas is the home of like these sort of, um, in, in the best way and in the worst way, these sort of kind of constructed acts mm-hmm. that, you know, that people can spend time around. I love Vegas too, by the way. Like a I, big I get mixed feelings. Of, I I love Vegas for three days, and then after that, I don't like to be there anymore. Yeah, three days grace over there. Exactly. <laughs> I eat everything. Longest yeah. day seven days. Yeah, I was well, I was playing Brad Garrett's comedy club. That's mm. I did I did the cellar there, and I was there for eight days because yeah. I showed up a day early like a psycho because my oh, sister yeah. wanted to hang out. So I was like, yeah, I'll come a day early. And then by day eight, I was losing it. But how how did you feel about seven days I mean, at Brad Garrett's? You, you really can't uh, engage. You know, you have yes. to like – the problem is Vegas is kind of like you're staying in the hotel where the club is. So you kind of have to – and Vegas is – designed to just keep you in the casino mm-hmm. there's nothing outside there's not mm-hmm. a yep. human landscape like there's <laughs> you, you have know, to get a car that's the only and, way to do anything else and, and drive, drive like 20 out to the minutes to yeah. get to like a place where people would walk around and interact mm-hmm. um but there is actually a lot of cool stuff i discovered there you know uh if you drive you gotta drive so, I went to um, the Red Rock, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not Red Rock, Amphitheater, but the, there's like a big mountain range or whatever that you can hike in, and that's maybe 40 minutes out, and it yeah. was one of the best days of my life. But yeah, the, doing just, and it's so hard because if you're playing, if you're sitting at a penny slot or whatever, you're drinking for free, and then yeah. it's just all at, and I love that for a few days, and then it becomes, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? And uh even if I'm up, I just don't care. It's like it just gets old. But I, I understand. I also, I, I go hot and cold on on old Vegas. Um, you know, I, I, I found an incredible indie bookstore there that had all these great old used. That's my thing I do in every town, and it had a better selection than like anything in Los Angeles or in any other towns I'd been in. And I was like, oh yeah, people in Vegas don't read. <laughs> <laughs> they just get rid of their books and leave them for me. That's awesome. Yeah, they buy them and just immediately give them back. <laughs> what am I doing with this? <laughs> this will hold up my little mini slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, buying, I... they're buying those to live there. No, nothing I like better when I get home from working at the casino than <laughs> to play my tiny slot machine. <laughs> They're buying the souvenirs. They all just wear I Heart Vegas shirts. <laughs> what happens in Vegas is my sheets. Hey, honey, y'all want to go see Blue Man Group again tonight? <laughs> nah, we, we're paying full price. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Uh, all right, Anthony Tiberio says, Sup, y'all. This week on They Went to Jared, the boys have a guest on defending Imagine Dragons. They're just not good. They sound like they were developed in a lab to churn out the most nauseatingly dull music imaginable. It's a bunch of nursery rhyme level lyrics over uh, overproduced cheese with a chorus just catchy enough to get stuck in your head and ruin your day. I like that they decided to play Jared. That was interesting. You don't see that very often. Yeah. Uh, Toby Braithwaite says, went on Wikipedia to see if they'd maybe split and fallen on hard times so I could go, or is there no now, chasing dragons? But nope, they're doing perfectly well, so I guess thanks for nothing, successful band. Hey, right. Toby, leave the jokes to the profession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new rule. Chasing no being dragons. funny on here. <laughs> yeah, don't enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Uh, Joshua Voland writes, I'm very much to each their own type of person, but I would have a hard time trusting someone's judgment if they told me they actively listen to this band. <laughs> Truly dog shit music. Damn, Joshua. Jeez, Josh. 
All right. Tell me how you feel, bro. <laughs> Zach Drake writes, I loved Radiohead when it came out. Uh, no, I loved Radioactive when it came out. Uh, the, the music video was awesome. It was a cool concept turning Jim Hansen into Michael Vick. I have yet to find any other song I like. They are boring, generic, unmentionable. Damn. Uh, only two more here. Uh, Nathan St. Amand says their lead singer has a habit of responding to almost any perceived haters on Twitter, including a hilarious example in May 2018 where he took offense and replied to a joke tweet that went semi-viral about them only writing songs if they sound like something a sports team would use as their entrance music, but then Imagine Dragons played a song before Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals in Vegas only like two weeks later. That's, I mean... Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't get mad at tweets like that. He should be like... Yeah, check us out at the beginning of the Stanley Cup Finals. I, yeah. I saw an example. I, I did see an example earlier of that where he's responding like, yeah, people like to put our music in movies. What do you want us to do? Say no? Like, we're happy that people like our music and do that. Because mm-hmm. somebody's criticizing them saying like, oh, you only write mu- music to be in commercials and movies. And he's like, no, we don't. But they just happen to be like that. And that's we're not going to say no to money. Which I don't yeah. blame him for. Take get your cash, baby. But Dan Reynolds, don't respond angrily to tweets, no. man. Look, it's the angel luck. Moroni would tell you to turn the other cheek, <laughs> and the angel Galagamus, uh, who bore, bore the fiery sword of Dagonon, uh, in the second book of the uh, uh, of the, what are they? Worship? The Joseph Smith book. <laughs> the Joseph Smith book. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Hey, I just think, you know, uh, don't uh, you can't get mad at what people tweet at you. Come on. Yeah. Uh, all right. One more from Patreon here. We might not have enough time to do Facebook, but maybe we can do Twitter. Uh, I've got Sam Twitter says, pulled up. Yeah. Awesome. Sam says, I don't know who they are for uh, is, but I know that they sell out arenas. That being said, they're because... What? That being said, they are because music is so synth- cynically anthemic. I have Stockholm Syndrome uh, with it. Especially Thunder. The lyrics are incredibly stupid and are devoid of any meaning, and not in shitty metaphor that just sounds cool when an auteur artist sings it. It's just so unavoidable that you have to lean into it to feel sane, but unlike other songs beat to death by radio, I don't think we will look back nostalgically. Kids today are learning deeper radio cuts from 10 years ago. Uh, He says, Don't Matter by Akon has a huge second life via tiktok but i can't imagine even looking back even with a lot of distance and enjoying this maybe i'm wrong though did uh people say the same thing about kesha um you know something oh are the lyrics to thunder too simple well your (laughs) post was too complex and i wasn't (laughs) able to listen to all of it (laughs) it was uh written in a way that was a little hard to read but i do appreciate it sam uh did you get to the footnotes that were in there (laughs) (laughs) I did not make it there. Sam, um, I am only joshing you. You are pr- pretty much correct on all points. Look. <laughs> I think uh, uh, Yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't choose Thunder for a reason. I thought that Thunder was for me Thunder was like, oh, you can tell it's bad. Like mm-hmm. immediately. Where the other ones you might it might take you a second, right? Like you're nodding <laughs> along and then you're like, wait, but Thunder, you know, the second that chorus hits I mean, part of Thunder goes, who do you think you are? And that's how you feel when you listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading, I I won't get into it because we're running out of time, but the Spin Magazine put out an article that basically just said, I think the title is, Is Imagine Dragons the Worst Band of All Time? Mm -hmm. Which I thought was pretty shocking for Spin Magazine to write that. You know, it's more of a a blog you'd see. definitely not, too. I mean, there are worse bands. Well, the, I mean, you, I, yeah. sure. Maroon you, 5 is worse than Imagine Dragons. I would mm-hmm. disagree, but I oh, like to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think it's sexy? <laughs> well, I like them, too. I mean, like, I'm a very basic bitch like, when it comes to... You know, my parents, like growing up, played no music for us. They played, really? like... Oh, yeah. They, 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 like, we, we had this like weird Christian upbringing where there wasn't music around. My parents had two record albums and an old cabinet gathering dust, and they were... The best of bread, the band Bread, <laughs> yep. and then the other album I swear to God was the Jim Neighbors Christmas album. <laughs> That's Gomer Pyle recorded a Christmas album, and 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 then later, and I'm I could have done Michael Bolton for this because my mother later got into Michael Bolton on cassette tape, and we listened to it in the car every time we would go anywhere. So I know a lot of those songs by heart, like I know all the words. 
Um, and that was my musical, those were my musical influences when I was young. That's what, that's what I had when I was young. So no wonder I l- latched on to this <laughs> and the heady adolescent time of 32 <laughs> years old. I think that makes a lot of sense. That is uh, wild. I, I, yeah, I fully understand. You gotta, you know, you gotta go through this period of music at some point in your life and you're just... You got a delayed adolescence in music, and now right. you get to be nostalgic for them at another point in life. That's fun. Um, I have a stunted growth music-wise and in several other areas of my life <laughs> that are not apropos to this podcast. <laughs> uh, Tommy, did you see any tweets? I'll, yeah, I'll do a up? couple of them. I know we're running yeah, out of time. So, yeah, if you want to make sure you get read, put on the Patreon. You'll definitely get on, on there. Patreon, but I'll, I'll do a couple. Andy Sanchez called them Nickelback 2. Uh, yeah, well, I love Nickelback. <laughs> some of it, uh, the Hero, the Spider-Man song. I that love that song too. <laughs> that is a Kroger solo. That's so you can't Kroger. give it to the rest yeah. of the band. But uh, yeah, Tom Juba, <laughs> Tom Juba said, "Is this person is the person defending this band okay? Like in all aspects, do they not sleep well or something?" Uh, <laughs> JP McDade, <Kinda> said, <laughs> JP McDade said, "Worse than dying and going to hell." <laughs> Jesus. How would you know that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Buntrock said, my eight-year-old son loved Thunder and listened to it incessantly. I'll be okay if I never hear their music again. Um, Nick Procaro uh, called it music for commercials, among other things. And James Wright said they cite Coldplay as an influence, which is interesting because we brought them up. And then I'll read one more. Uh, Tori said their music was made for TV and film, specifically trashy teen dramas with some supernatural element and very hot actors. And wow, ECW you mean show stuff ever. I love? Go ahead. <laughs> and then she, and she ends with, and therefore I stand by this band with two angry faces. <laughs> so we'll end on a win for you. <laughs> yes. Hell like yeah. That. So, Jared, now we reach the end of the show where yes. you get a final, you get your, to give your final thoughts on this band before Tommy and I and you uh, rate the playlist. So, yeah. you have the floor. Um, uh, well, you know, as you get older, I'm a 40 year old man. Um, you realize that a lot of the snobbery or the, you know, the uh, pretensions that you held in your youth, these things that you you kind of used as armor to, to, to stop people from criticizing you or embarrassing you are no longer necessary. And so uh, musical taste is one of those things that people brandish like a sword. But I say it's time to turn our swords to plowshares. And... <laughs> Realize that bands like Imagine Dragons are more useful than your favorite band. They fulfill a need in society. Soundtracks, sure. Sporting events, absolutely. Walking around Target, that's the most important. We all do that. And I feel like if we go ahead and embrace uh, these things for what they are, you know, yeah, okay, it's not a foie gras, okay? It is a slice of Velveeta cheese, do, which of those do you eat every day? Uh, and I've just revealed that I eat cheese every day. But <laughs> my point is, uh, I feel like it's a it's a it's a healthy part of a balanced diet, a, ba- a balanced pop culture diet. The Imagine Dragons. Um, and wouldn't you rather uh, the white man in your life uh, be rocking out to you bet your life uh, as he goes and picks up the dry cleaning for you than, say, putting on a red hat, uh, grabbing an AR-15 and walking into the Michigan Capitol? Uh, I know I would. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is uh, liking Imagine Dragons means that Trump will be stopped. And uh, I think that follows logically. So mm-hmm. actually not liking them is a vote for Trump. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no. You put us oh, in a very no. precarious position here. Right. Tommy, I think I believe I went first last week. I'm going to let I'm gonna let you do it this week. Uh, here's, here's what I'll say. Jared, you did a great job defending them. So much so that much like the Mormon view on homosexuality, I have the urge to like them but i cannot act on it and uh, you know the songs are catchy but it's super we some people pointed this out on the facebook i don't think we got to it but it is so formulaic that uh just listening to six songs you really get it at a certain point and you're like i know exactly here's the pre-chorus it's a little quiet then they take that breath and then so it's, it's a little um it's it's not something i'd ever listen to in headphones this is one of the ways to listen to, to music but i had a lot of fun talking about it i'm gonna go with a big two out of six big two all right all right all right uh, all right I was in the same ballpark here where I 
was expecting to really, really hate listening to this music today, but I I think watching you enjoy it the way that you did, I now every time I hear it, I'm going to enjoy it <laughs> way more because I'm going to picture uh, Jared really rocking out to it. And I, you know, <laughs> who are we kidding? It, what they do works. It's just exactly what Tommy just said. It just it just wears me down. And also, it is they suffer from overplay, and uh, that drives me crazy. Hearing Radioactive drives me nuts. Believer especially drives me nuts now. But I gotta go two point five because I I enjoyed them, and I also uh, gotta give them a point zero one bump for that LGBTQ stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. gotta gotta give them props. It for was that. a two point four. Wow. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Point zero one feels homophobic. Um, uh, that's really nice, and uh, thank you guys for giving them that much. Really, I, think that, I feel like I've really done my job if I got them all the way to two. I think it, yeah, it was an uphill battle to get them. Yes, yes, it was. Has anybody there have ever been gotten zeros. you guys to six? Has anybody ever? Yeah, a few, a few have. It's yeah, pretty rare. It's pretty rare. But they but... came in with like better bands usually yeah they're kind of cheating to be honest like and, abba uh, was a six you know yeah, like um right. i'm trying to remember what the other ones were but yeah 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 well uh what, man, you get to rate this i too, had though. a good time though you oh, get, I to, get rate to rate it too them? yeah mm-hmm. so this old bump i'm rating up. imagine dragons as a band their entire body of work no just the playlist you the gave playlist uh, you oh, the playlist i gave you mm-hmm. six that's, I think that's a very fair score. I mean, yeah. I, I have to be honest. Like, if you gave me, and I agree, it's the same thing six times, but if you gave me this, I would really have a good time going to pick up things at CBS. <laughs> I might give that a whirl myself. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Jared. This was such thank a good time. Is there anything you'd like to promote real quick? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you uh, like watching people play tabletop role-playing games online uh, with really funny people like Thomas Middleditch or really kind of cool uh, video game actors like uh, Ashley Birch or we just got the guy from Raised by Wolves on HBO, fa- the guy that mm. plays Father, yeah. Abu Salim. Um, if you want to see those people playing in tabletop role-playing games with me as their game master, check out the Stream of Blood we're on Twitch and YouTube. Stream of Blood is what we're called. All right. Oh, yeah. That sounds Tommy. cool. Um, yeah, I just set up a band camp. So basically, uh, yeah, I'm releasing uh, some original Christmas songs at the end of the month. I think I'm going to put them on the Patreon first if you want to sign up there. Yeah, and then baby. after that, I'm going to put them on Bandcamp. And then like a week or two later, I'll put them on Spotify because you don't make any money from Spotify. So uh, yeah, follow me on Bandcamp. It's just Tommy McNamara, and I'll be uh, selling it there. Get on there. I just put some clips on the old Insta. Get over there, Tom Takar. And then also get on that Patreon. The Christmas time, the holidays are coming up. What are you going to get the white man in your life? I think you should buy him a year-long subscription. It's 10% yeah. off. It's uh, cheap as hell. So get over there. And uh, yeah, like you saw this week, the people who do that get first dibs on uh, on the comments. And uh, if it's as many as it was today, we're going to run out. So we can't. we won't be able to do the, the Facebook ones. But uh, get on there. And uh, thanks so much. Thanks again, Jared. All right, guys. guys. We will will see you next week uh, with more Stand By Your Band. Keep it crispy. Bye.